I wish to acknowledge the traditional owners of this land in which this podcast is being recorded, the Awabakal people of the Awabakal tribe. I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging, always was and always will be the traditional custodians of this land. There is a popular quote by Dr. Wayne Dyer. The quote is, If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. This quote is so needed in today's ever-changing landscape and felt fitting to attribute this quote to the magnificent energy that is Aquarius. Aquarius is known as the mystical healer who bestows water or life upon the land. Aquarius is the most humanitarian astrological sign which enables their revolutionary minds into action. They live to change the world to the betterment of all. If you are a native Aquarius, thank you for awakening the world and continuing to inspire humans to do better. If you are not a native-born Aquarius, you can still harness the energy during this full moon and who better to share this information with us than our beloved Kerry Hurrigan. Thank you, Sue, and hello, everybody. I hope you are all doing well and you're safe. So today we're talking about the full moon in Aquarius at 29 degrees and 36 minutes. Other important planet placements that connect to the full moon, the intense change that is happening that is affecting the human family collectively and how you can apply these energies in your life to make change for the better. You can get a free mini astrology report that includes a very detailed birth chart from Astrology in You. And I also created a video to show you how you can create a natal chart with transits at astro.com. So you can look at your chart and follow along. So just click on the links. So there's so much going on. So let's get started. Now we're all feeling the intensity and the changes at the current time. This concentration of energy in Aquarius this year is, and in the last month is reflecting the shift that is beginning to take place. Our ability to, do, to adapt quickly will be to our advantage as the change is continual. Now, astrologers are talking about the squaring of Saturn and Uranus that occurs three times this year. These titans come in a 90-degree squaring aspect. So on one hand, you have the old ways of the distorted patriarchy of unmovable, limiting structures of Saturn and the unstoppable force of Uranus. It's releasing pressure and forcing change for a better future based on equality, compassion and community. The squaring of these two powerhouses first happened on 17th of February, then the 14th of June, with the last on the 24th of December. This is indeed a very powerful and intense month as the Aquarian and Uranian energy increases and will continue in the months to come. So we'll start firstly with the moon, which is what Sue and I usually do when we're looking at um, the full moon phases. So the moon relates to our emotions, our inner security, our self-image, in other words, our ego. In evolutionary astrology, our ego is symbolized by the moon. It's the subjective filter by which we view the world. It's unaware of itself. 
It's how we see ourselves inwardly, not how others see us. This explains a lot, actually, when you think about it. So if you want to know how others see you, you look to the sign on the seventh house. So knowing your moon sign gives insights into vulnerabilities. It reveals how we find support within ourselves and how we manage our emotions. It represents our inner child that is always learning, developing, needing protection and guidance. And as adults, we ignore our inner child that cries out to us to listen. We call on that internal mother within for nurturing and understanding in our times of distress and emotional upheaval. Emotional suffering is felt in our bodies, therefore the emotional and physical body are one of the same. And it is through our emotional body that we mature, learn and evolve. Now, if you are dealing with stressful thoughts causing you suffering, look to the work of Byron Katie. Katie has a process to deal with stressful thinking and end your suffering. And it's free. She gives it all away for free. And another great resource for you is Louise Hay. In our relationships, knowing another's moon is the way for a better and harmonious interaction and helps understand not only your own emotions, but the other person's. And so you can make the necessary adjustments to find peace and give emotional nourishment for you both. In essence, knowing your natal moon placement is the key to developing your own inner security. Our conscious emotional security can only be found from within us, not in another, not in money, a job or anything in our external world. When we put our inner security into things outside of us and they are taken away or leave in some form, we go into a crisis and our world falls apart. And I cannot stress enough how important it is to have inner security. So it's important to know as much as you can about your natal moon placement and you'll not only see how exciting it is, the relief that you'll discover and how fascinating you are. When we look at Aquarius, it relates to being objective and we're looking at the whole picture as when we get caught up in the details, things can become unclear. Aquarius relates to the future, technology, revolutions, social rights, reforms, elitism, objectivity and higher standards. Aquarius is a fixed air sign ruled by Uranus with its symbol being the water bearer, medically ruling the ankles the overall function of the brain, the hypothalamus, which is to do with long-term memory and recall, the nervous system, the respiratory system, interesting, blood circulation and dehydration. And it is interesting how the respiratory system correlating to the COVID-19 virus. So as you will see, there are many planetary placements in relation to the full moon in Aquarius and there's a theme of adapting to change. Some people adapt to change easier than others and to know how you adapt look to the sign on the fourth house of your chart. If you have a fixed sign say Taurus, Leo, Scorpio or Aquarius change will be difficult. If you have a cardinal sign Aries, Cancer, Libra and Capricorn you will initiate change. If you have a mutable sign, such as Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius and Pisces, you will adapt to change more easily. And this is really personalising the process in the management of your emotions in your support system. So look to see what vulnerabilities are being triggered 
and the personal connection you have to your own life and the collective. So this full moon in Aquarius is the second full moon in Aquarius within a month, and this is very rare. On the 24th of July, we had the full moon at one degree of Aquarius, and this full moon that is currently occurring is at 29 degrees in Aquarius. The new moon in Leo occurred on the 8th of August. Aquarius is the polar opposite to Leo, so there has been a concentration of this energy on the Leo-Aquarius axis, bringing our awareness to issues related to community and to us as individuals. The 29th degree is known as the critical degree, signifying the end of a cycle as the sun will move into Virgo and the moon into Pisces within hours of the full moon phase. And this signifies a time of completion and culmination. So this concentration of energy around the Leo Aquarius axis is reflecting a very intense time. The intensity is getting our attention to look at where Change must happen globally and individually. As I go through this, I'll be weaving the full moon in Aquarius. So pay attention to how you are feeling and what imbalances this brings up that you feel within yourself. It's a good idea to check in with yourself to see how you are dealing with things in your life on an emotional level. How are things going for you at the moment? Look at your insecurities. In looking at your life as a whole, be detached and take the objective view from high above and look to what you would like to change or do differently. As I mentioned before, there are many retrograding planets. At this full moon in Aquarius, we have Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, Uranus, Neptune, Chiron, and the nodes of the moon, which signify our past and future, south node being the past and the north node being the future. I've never mentioned those before, but with all this retrograding motion, I felt I should include it in the podcast. So I'll explain what retrograde is for those who may not know. When planets are in a retrograde motion, it appears as if the planet stops and moves backwards. Now, of course, this is an optical illusion. It is when the orbits and the speed of the planets has caught up with the Earth, much the same as when you're in traffic and the wheels of the car in the next lane appear to be going backwards, even though you're both moving forward. So astrologers look at this retrograding motion as an opportunity to slow down, to revise to revisit, repeat, redo what has come before to make the necessary adjustments and changes that could include letting go and releasing of what is not working anymore, which is what really the full moon phase is about. A good idea is to check in with your own chart, with transits, to see where this is happening in your own life. And I have—I mentioned before, I have a video to show you how to do that. So just go straight to the link. Saturn is in Aquarius in retrograde and we are seeing the separations from routines and structures in what everybody else is doing. And there's this feeling of of wanting to do something differently. Again, this is a calling to what changes you can make in your own life. Saturn rules Capricorn and here we see Pluto also retrograding in Capricorn and again reviewing and revisiting clearing out, exposing the weaknesses in structured systems. On a bigger scale, we are seeing this in the systems of politics, finance, religion, and big business. 
The exposure of these weak structures will continue to crumble and ultimately will be destroyed. And this is what Pluto does. It destroys to transform into something greater. Pluto sits in Capricorn till January of 2024. And Capricorn rules structures relating to government and big business. Capricorn is an initiating Earth sign. It is the gateway to the fourth quadrant on the astrological wheel where we adapt to realities larger than ourselves and align ourselves with moral values. And we can see this happening on a global scale. So what are ways do you need to change in your life? Is it in finance? Is it in your health? What isn't working for you anymore? What do you need to let go of? Is your heart in what you are doing? Jupiter in Aquarius retrogrades in conjunction to the full moon in Aquarius, opposes the sun in Leo, encouraging you to explore your creativity, take a risk of doing something you've always felt you wanted to do. You may feel ready to at least take steps to fulfill a desire to give you the feeling of more balance. Jupiter is the expander linked with abundance. Abundance can be applied either way. If you want more of the good stuff, whatever that means to you, the old has to be cleared out first to make room for the new to come in. You can see how you can apply this to your own life and your thinking. So the theme of this time for you is equality, balance, breaking free of limitations that are too restrictive being objective to get clarity in your life and see where you can revisit things around your health, finances and limiting beliefs. What can you do to change things differently? What can you clear out that doesn't work for you anymore? Where can you make room for the new, especially in your thinking? Look to what ideal future you would like to have. Use these amazing energies and give yourself the space and freedom to tap into your creativity and create your own destiny. Spend more time in nature and make meditation a daily practice to calm and put your body at peace. Now, this sounds quite simple, but it was such a realisation to me. And I started thinking, what can I let go of and clear out my limiting beliefs, my bad, my habits, old ways of reacting that doesn't serve me anymore. So, when you apply this to yourself, uh, is it bad eating? Is it what bad habits do you have? Bad spending, bad thinking. What? And in saying that, this brings me to Mercury in Virgo. Mercury rules Virgo, which is another Earth sign, and this deals with the physical, our health. Mercury also rules communication, diversity, choices, and variety because Mercury rules actually rules two signs, which is Gemini and Virgo. And just an interesting point, Sue, Mercury rules the North Node, which is in Gemini, variety also applying to variant. And I joined this to the Delta variant of COVID-19. And the moons are retrograding, so that means they're going back over things. So at the time of this recording, Sue and I are in lockdown because of the increasing positive readings of COVID-19 in our community. Virgo is always fine-tuning to improve and readjust in judging what needs to be kept or discarded. And this is an ongoing process as Virgo is linked with perfection. Perfection requires constant readjustment and fine-tuning. Mercury in conjunction with Mars is in Virgo. 
Mars keeps us moving forward, forging ahead. This is a wonderful combination to keep things moving forward by chipping away to improve things in your life by readjusting and fine-tuning. Mercury and Mars are in a trine to Pluto and Capricorn, and here we are assisted by this aspect to adapt to the changes taking place. Aquarius follows Capricorn, which is where all the action is. The Capricorn archetype assists us to continue to doing the task in creating the progress that leads to equality, compassion and humanity in our own life and the collective. There is this separation anxiety from the structures of what is familiar and known, which makes us feel safe to the unknown and unfamiliar. This puts us out of balance or disharmony. Looking at your own life, where can you have more equality and balance? Where can you apply more kindness, compassion and love to yourself? And what is your ideal future? Where can you apply this in your own life? What can you continually improve and chip away at to keep you moving forward? What are your obstacles? Usually is around finances, health, relationships and well-being. The connection in earth signs continues as we have the ruler of Aquarius, Uranus in Taurus also retrograding. All three earth signs are involved. Uranus is futuristic, relating to our refinement in the quality of life, both on a collective and individual level. Displacement helps us be more objective, as well as the full moon in Aquarius. Uranus is known as the liberator and will stay in the fixed earth sign of Taurus until April of 2026, bringing focus and intensity in the areas of money, banking, property, stock market, the land, and importantly, our values. So this is suggesting, again, the breaking down to break free of structures to limiting and restrictive where there is a resistance in change. We are being sent inward to re-examine our internal limitations to be liberated from and revisit our personal values and meaning. Taurus is about what we value. It is our self-worth, feelings of not being good enough, and therefore defines our self-esteem. Personal values are often linked with how much money we have or earn in our society, and this relates to our inner security. The power is how you value yourself regardless of how much money you have or make, and you can have billionaires who think they aren't good enough. So it reinforces how our inner security, the moon, is so important. If you can change that in yourself and recognize your own self-worth and how valuable you are, it doesn't matter how much money you have or don't have. That is the foundation for personal empowerment. Venus rules Taurus and is currently in Libra, the sign of balance and harmony. Venus is in a harmonious aspect to Uranus in Taurus, directing us to focus on what we value in ourselves to find inner balance and peace. This may mean the breaking free, letting go and releasing what does not serve us anymore. So Neptune is retrograding in its rulership of Pisces. Neptune is in a wide conjunction with the full moon in Aquarius. And with Neptune in in Pisces, it's also opposing Mars and Mercury in Virgo. So there is an enormous amount of water here and water in astrology signifies with our emotions. Emotions are felt in the stomach, and this is known as the seat of our emotions. 
Just like food, we cannot digest and process food instantaneously and we cannot digest and process our emotions instantaneously either. We need space and time and we need to give that to ourselves. Again, look at what's happening in your life from an emotional point of view, reminding us to see where adjustments are needed to keep you moving forward while softening your emotions, being receptive to self-love and nurturing that will spill over to others. So Neptune in its own sign of Pisces helps us wash away and dissolve what's not working for us. This applies also to the whole of the human family as we are seeing currently. Chiron is also retrograding in Aries, also opposing Mars and Mercury in Virgo. Mars rules Aries. Chiron is known as the wounded healer. So it is through the pain and agony of our wounds or through frustrations and feelings of helplessness when we cannot fulfill our desires or in the pain of emptiness where our desires are, are filled. Here Chiron gradually leads us to the biggest wound of all, which is the pain of separation and being incomplete. To take this a little deeper for you, where are your wounds? Is it being appreciated, listened to, feeling insignificant, ignored, disrespected? And do you expect others to give this to you? Some will, some won't, but the only person you will truly know who does appreciate you, listens, respects and pays attention to you is you. So Chiron teaches us to heal our wounds, beginning with opening our hearts. The sun is in Leo, opposing the full moon in Aquarius. The sun relates to our hearts and is reflecting your uniqueness with the Aquarius full moon back to you. Look to where this is all happening for you. What houses are these transits falling in? And you will have a better idea of what part of your life this is referring to. So there was a lot going on. So just to wrap up, to keep opening your heart. Our hearts are not just a blood pump. The human heart has great intelligence. Every time it pumps, it pumps love through your body for you and you can extend it to everyone, including the ones who have hurt you I know it's a horrid thought but it's really that's that's the ones that that really make the difference and that can be a real test and here we can find the blessing of objectivity and I thought I would include this uh, saying from Lao Tzu and he wrote a book called The Way I don't know when it was written I think it was hundreds of years ago and it was change the way we look at things and the things we look at change in, in essence of this, it's, it's really at looking at what we changes we can do to make things better. And, you know, we can appreciate ourselves more. We can love ourselves more. We can see how incredible we are. Changing our limiting beliefs, let, get, letting go of what doesn't serve us anymore. I mean, laugh more, be in nature more, be more creative. And most importantly, ask yourself, this is a good question to ask yourself every day, what would make you happy today, Kerry? What would make you, me ha- or what would make you happy today, Sue, if you look in the mirror and say it to yourself? And when we do this, we are... You know, when we're doing things like this, when we're we're loving ourselves, and I don't mean that in an airy-fairy way. I just mean, you know, just think, geez, you know, you did really well today. You know, if you faced a challenge or you're, 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 you're facing a problem or you went for a walk or whatever it is you 
have done. Because when we feel good about ourselves, we can feel good about everyone else. And for people to understand these huge, enormous, intense changes that we are going through as a human family and in ourselves are always there to support us to continue our evolutionary journey so when we look at things from above from high above and we look at the whole picture we get more clarity and it's up to us to make the world a better place and it starts with you and me if you can remain high above and be objective to meditate be kind to yourself and others Change is coming and for some people this is terrifying and we can't live in constant fear. This causes stress in the body and it weakens the immune system and fear makes us vulnerable and helpless. Help others understand we can't go on the way we have been. It is unsustainable on so many levels. Change must come and therefore only good will come of it for the world, for equality, with love and kindness. What Louise Hay says is all is well. In this situation, only good will come and I am safe. And just say that to yourself. I that can really put, you know, put you at ease if you're feeling nervous or anxious. Aquarius calls us to have a vision. What is your vision of the world? Where you are, you know, what is your vision of, of the ideal world that you want? Where Everything or everybody is treated equal where there's no more cruelty, violence and brutality to any living thing, to all the human family, the animals and our planet. And we are the ones I believe we have been waiting for. This is what Greg Braden says, to set the seeds for a golden time to come. You know, governments won't do it. It's up to you and me. And I will end there just to say bless everyone and thank you for listening to our podcast keep well and it's back to you sue this message is for those women who are on their week one of their cycle when this glorious full moon happens so did you know that humans by their very nature have internal receptors both physical and emotional that anchor us into predictable patterns of behavior This behavioural pattern is meant to keep us safe. It's a good thing. Women have a unique monthly predictable cycle that is both physical and emotional. And if we learn to understand this pattern, there is an opportunity to break any bad habits we have fallen into, especially emotional patterns. What are your predictable statements you say during your moon time? or your periods? Are you complaining about the inconvenience of having to wear sanitary items? Are you pushing yourself during this week because you have deadlines and skipping meals, staying up late, scrolling through social media, feeling your anxieties? Ask your family and friends what their opinion is of you during this time. It's a fantastic opportunity to gain valuable insight into your own cognitive bias around how others perceive you. You may not want to change, and that's okay. For those of you who do, This week is a perfect time when you change the way you look at your periods. Your periods over time will often change for the better. A few tips. Change the way you speak to yourself about getting your period. Create ritual when you bleed, like going to bed early. Stop scrolling after 7 o'clock. Light a candle and say a prayer for the world. It needs it at the moment. 
look at your privileges. Look at the food that you have. Look at the bed that you have. Look at all the things that you have in the world. And know that somewhere in the world there are people, humans, that do not have these things. It really changes your perspective on where you are in the world and it changes your bias because you have more information and so therefore you are more grateful for the things that you do have. And somehow that creates oxytocin, this feeling of gratitude. And oxytocin helps you feel better. It'll help you with your periods and your pain. It's amazing what a little bit of kindness and compassion can do, especially when you're actively seeking it. And during this beautiful full moon in Aquarius, it is a great opportunity to start doing those things for yourself. Week two. If you are in week two during the full moon in Aquarius, you are in for a treat. It's kind of like winning the lottery. Not only do you have the full moon in Aquarius, which is a rebel with a cause, but you have estrogen surging. There are three types of estrogen that women produce at different phases of a woman's life, and I predominantly talk about the estrogen called estradiol. Estradiol is produced in women of childbearing age, mostly by the ovaries. Estriol is the main estrogen produced during pregnancy, mostly in the placenta. And estradone, produced by the adrenal glands and fatty tissues, is the only type of estrogen produced after menopause. Estrogen heightens all the senses. It generates feel-good chemicals throughout the body and lifts your mood, creating optimism and a lightness to your week. If you have a cause that you would want to fight for, this is the way to do it. If you don't, then use this energy within the home to generate change that really needs to happen. You know what needs to change. Like even if it's just stripping the beds and cleaning them. (laughs) Whatever change you are avoiding this week will empower you to make the change and the steps towards making the change. Week three. This week oozes with the rising hormone of progesterone, peaking at day 21 and should remain at optimal levels until day 28 when all hormones drop and you get your period. It is a powerful anti-anxiety agent, an antidepressant, a diuretic and is essential if you are to access fat reserves to burn for energy and it maintains a thick uterine lining for any fertilized egg that occurred that week before. The full moon in Aquarius energy, which is about breaking down behavioral patterns, changing the norm, rebelling, civil disobedience. (laughs) In a way, I really do love the Aquarian energy. But progesterone is a sedating hormone. And so you may not feel like taking part in any strong sense of revolutionary ideas. And you know what? That's okay. This week... It's about feeling into your body. Progesterone is there to slow you down because it thinks you're pregnant and that's why it slows you down. It actually gives you bland taste buds. It gives you a sense of wanting to stay home, wanting to protect yourself. And so do it. Don't be pressured into doing anything that you don't want to do. It's your choice. Week four. My mission is to ensure every woman who reads this blog or listens to any of these podcasts 
understand that there should never ever be a week four in your cycle. There are only three phases. It's been made very clear to me in my research that sex hormones and stress hormones do not play well together. Stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol will trump sex hormones like progesterone and estrogen every time. I know, I know, 2020 and 21 are extremely stressful times. However, there are ways to lower your heart rate and to reduce your stress level hormones. Apart from the food that you eat and the beverages that you drink and the amount of exercise that you get, meditation especially after yoga practice so each month expect a special love meditation from me to you i've recorded a special one this month and may it soothe your senses and your heart it's called home within yourself listen to the rain i leave you now with this beautiful meditation and hope that you find some space in your day to lower your heart rate and to be at peace with yourself and the world. Bye for now. Finding a home within yourself. As you close your eyes, find a place that is true to you, a comfortable seat, a quiet space. As you close your eyes, realize the way you hold your body influences your mind. Soften your face, relax your shoulders. Unclench your jaw. Breathe deeply. Sigh gently. Breathe deeply. Sigh gently. Listen to the rain. When thoughts arise, listen to the rain. <laughs> 